This is the Relic Radio Show, old-time radio entertainment still standing the test of time from RelicRadio.com. Welcome back to the Relic Radio Show, one hour of radio drama brought to you every Tuesday by RelicRadio.com. Our first story this week comes from The Saint. We'll hear the cake that killed his story from January 8th, 1950. After that, it's The Whistler and Death Watch. His episode from June 25th, 1945. The Adventures of the Saints, starring Vincent Price. magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as The Saint. Welcome to the Bachelor's Friend. I beg your pardon? I said, welcome to the Bachelor's Friend. Oh, well, I'm sure you'd make a very nice Bachelor's Friend, but all I had in mind was a loaf of bread. <laughs> the name of his bakery is the Bachelor's Friend. It was Mr. Vanderpoor's idea. Oh, with a name like that, I suppose he was fated to be whimsical. However, oh. I, what is it about? What's your name? Uh, Simon Templer, but is anything wrong? No, no. Oh, that car that just stopped there's, outside. There's nothing wrong, honestly. Here. Oh, what's that? Your cake. My cake, but I wanted a loaf of bread. Oh, well, you love that cake. It's just like the kind your mother used to bake. My mother used to bake terrible cakes. Battleships used them for anchors. Hello, Peggy. Uh, hello, Mr. Gray. Martin, say hello to Peggy. Sure, Mr. Gray. Hello, Peggy. Hello. Your customer is leaving, Peggy. Oh, yes. Yes, of course he is. Well, just a moment now. I might like it here. The customer's leaving, Martin. Uh, like you say, Mr. Gregg, he's on his way right now. Well, I feel terribly self-conscious being talked about like... <laughs> a revolver, Morton? A revolver. Loaded? Loaded. You're quite convinced I'm leaving? You heard what Mr. Gregg said? I should hate to make a liar of Mr. Gregg. You won't. And keep on living. And I won't. I like living. Good night, everyone. Morton? Hey, yeah, Mr. Gregg? He seems like a nice chap. He does? One of the finest. I think perhaps we owe him a ride. You needn't bother. I get cars there. See that he takes a cab, Morton. Give the driver his instructions. Have him take our friend here for a long drive to the ocean. Uh, yeah, Mr. Gray. It's a beautiful night. He'll enjoy his drive. Come on, Mr. Cummings. Uh, don't forget your cake. My cake? Oh, yes. Thank you, Peggy. Good night. Good night, sir. Uh, Mr. Yes? I wouldn't toy with no Boy Scout ideas about doing a good deed if I was you. Nature Lovers of America was my outfit. Just forget all about that blonde back in the store. Well, I'll try, but I can't promise she was so... You know what I mean, Morton. Yeah. And then you're a cat. Hey, taxi. Oh, how convenient. Get in. Thank you. 
Hey, cowboy. Me? Yeah, you. My name happens to be Benny, not cowboy. So it's Benny. The gent in the back seat is going for a long drive to the ocean. You like the fish? Oh, shut up. A long drive, see? Him? Yeah, him. So he's going for a long drive. It's all right with you me. You better be That's sure all... he don't change his mind and come right back here. Otherwise... Otherwise? There'll be one dead gent and also one dead jitney jockey. Me? Yeah, you. Now get out of here and fast. I've been gone an hour. Benny. No, 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 no. I don't know if I should talk to you. Oh, well, don't talk to me. Listen, we're not going for that drive. I heard what the fellow with the cannon said, but uh, what's more important, I heard what he said. We're going for a drive to the ocean. Oh, but Peggy, the girl back at the bakery, she's in danger. We've got to help her. I don't like girls. Horses I like better. Well, how would you like a broken arm? Right or left? Both. I wouldn't, but that log has got a gun. I'm closer to you than he is. Okay, we're going back. The bachelor's friend. <laughs> and me, a married man. Hey, the joint stopped. Yes, and we've been gone only a few minutes. You better come with me. Sure. What have I got to lose? Whoops, my life. The store's dark, all right, and uh, the door's locked. Now, you see, everybody went home. We ought to go home, too. Your home. My wife don't like you. There's something wrong. I can't see a thing in fact. Maybe that was Peggy. She's got a nice voice, but I think she was off key. Uh, there may be another entrance. That's all backfiring. The bread is backfiring. There are people inside. We've got to get in. Me? I think a nice long drive to the ocean would be nice. Hey, hey, hey. What are you dragging a handkerchief out for? You going to sneeze? No, I'm going to wrap it around my fist and smash the glass next door. What's the law against that? And I've just repealed it now to reach in and... Mm -hmm. Yep. Still dark here. Back room, perhaps, huh? There's a light shining along the floor over there. Yeah, that's it, then. Hey, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, look, before you open that door, you've been bulletproof, places? No. Joint's oh. empty. It's a small room. Window probably overlooks an alley. Yeah, the alley's empty, too. You see, like I told you, everybody went bye-bye, and it's... This? What are you staring at? Behind this desk? Uh, look for yourself, John. My name is Benny, and like I said... Oh. One of the little playmates, the love. He got tired and lay down. No, you haven't looked closely enough, Benny. He's lying down all right, but not because he's tired. He's dead. <laughs> So I phoned the cops like you said. They'll be very glad to drop in right away. Good. Find out anything? Morton's dead. The others must have ducked out the back window. Well, there's nothing more to be discovered here, therefore... Wait a minute. Wait, are you leaving? <laughs> I'm afraid I am. Yeah, but the cops are not going to be happy about that. Well, they don't like me anyway. My wife don't like me. That don't mean I can walk out on her. Uh, yes, but you see, you married your wife. I didn't marry the police. You got something there. <laughs> yes, good night. And give the police my love. Good night. Sure, I'll give it. Wait a minute. Love from home. Wait 
Hello, Mr. Kemper. Well, <laughs> of course, it may be an optical illusion. Hello, Simon. All optics should have such illusions. Hello, Peggy. I, I'm here. So I noticed. Should you be here in my apartment? Why not? The explanation could lead to trouble. Right. Very warm for January, isn't it? Is it? Very warm for January. What brings you here? It's a very nice apartment. No acting, so. Okay. Catches. Uh, Peggy, how did you get in here? The janitor let me in. He did? Why? I told him I was your sister. I've already told him I'm an only child. Then he's probably very confused by me. No, he's merely having low thoughts. <laughs> Matter of fact, I might be having low thoughts too. Except that I'm the high minded type. Uh, what happened to your little friend? Mr. Greg and Morton, I don't know. Oh, they got into a terrible argument. And you detest arguments. Uh-huh. So I went out the back door and didn't write to you. Well, you shouldn't have. You missed something. I did? Definitely. What did I miss, darling? The end of the argument. Morton lost. Oh? <laughs> the hard way. He was shot. Why? Not by me. He was shot dead. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Why, did you shoot him? Of course not, but you see, Mr. Gregg and Morton were fighting over me. Were they? You sound as if you don't believe me. Maybe you think I'm fighting over? Oh, yes, I do. Then why are you back in the Oh, we mustn't forget that we're brother and sister. I'm a next door. And besides, you might not be safe. Well, what does that mean? If Gregg and Morton were fighting over you, then obviously both of them believed you were worth fighting over. And at the moment, Morton is dead. Isn't that frightening? It terrifies me. Are you a man or are you a mouse? Well, I like cheese. Well, then suppose we forget the whole thing. I just made a mistake about you. Which reminds me, I made another mistake. Which one? That cake I gave you, it didn't belong to you. I didn't ask for it. I know, but I was a little confused. I want the cake, please. The cake? Oh, yes. Yeah. the cake. Simon, are you stalling? No. No, I'm trying to remember what happened to it. Trying to... Simon, you don't have the cake with you? Well, you can search me, but I warn you, I'm picked. Simon, what happened to that cake? I must have forgotten it in the cab. In the cab? Simon, what kind of a cab was it? Uh, the kind with a meter. Oh, you... Mm. I'm going. The temperature's dropped badly. Goodbye, Peggy. But I hope the janitor tells your wife about your sister, and I hope your wife knows you don't have a sister. Uh, I don't have a wife, either. Oh, I hate you. Not Hello, oh. Peggy. Mr. Gregg. You're not leaving. Well, I... You're I'm... not. Come on, get back inside. All right. Greg, you know, gentlemen. I take your pardon? You're pointing. Miss Revolver. Yes, I am. Is that the one with uh, which you shot Morton? As it happens, I didn't. What's Peggy doing in your apartment? Oh, nothing important. You see, she's my sister. Who are you? Uh, her brother. Peggy? His name's Simon Templer. Templer? Templer? Well, not really. It's only that my etchings are at the cleaner. It's and... down. Uh, thank you, but I... It's down. What did you insist? The, uh... Couch? The couch. All right. But you won't mind if I remove the cushion. I hate cushions. Therefore, I have one on me. I'm so sorry the cushion hit you in the face. Perhaps I can do even better with this. Ooh. Ooh. My hand hurts. Simon, what a beautiful right to the jaw. <laughs> Thank you. I don't like to do it very often. It's so hard on the hands, but... Uh... Well, I'd better get his gun. I had this lamp all picked out to hit him with, Simon, so thanks for bending over. Oh, oh I'm dead. Oh, all right, all 
right. Ooh, Simon, the two-headed boy. Meet Peggy and see John Hopkins. Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. Already got a ringing in my head, both my head. So I came in because they were ringing. I know, and ringing. Nobody was answering since nobody was answering. Neither of my heads were answering, that's true. But why did you come here in the first? Well, I am the honest. I wondered how long it would be before you identified yourself. Mr. Semper, you know me. I'm not in my present condition. Your little one is telling me how you're an only child. So you started wondering about my sister. Yeah. I beg your pardon? Yeah. Well, I suppose that's true, too, but uh, she's drawn. Who? My sister. Never mind, Peggy. It's so. It's so. Oh. It's still bad. It's not so bad. No? Maybe. Perhaps you'd better run along and... Uh, the next time she shows up, I'll introduce that you. That is not why I am coming here. Oh, pardon my digression. Uh, but why are you coming here? Why are you making bang bang from this apartment? Bang bang? You mean that... Like people are shooting oh, people. Really? Lots of people waiting. Lots of other people on the jaw and on the head and so on. But you a... are holding in your head. Oh, yes, yes. I just got around to noticing it. A revolver. A revolver makes bang bang. True. <laughs> well, perhaps we'd better get into the living room and... Uh, yeah, oh, that, that's 20 carat uh, Peggy was on me. But I am smelling it's something else. Yeah, gunpowder. Meaning someone's recently fired a gun here. And... Oh, good Lord. Yeah? yeah? It's Greg on the rug. He is why in here, bang, bang. How true. Two bullets in his chest. Hmm. He's dead. You shoot him? Oh, thanks for the question mark at the end of that. No, I, I didn't. I was knocked out. Greg was shot, and then the revolver was put in my hand. Uh, eventually, I suppose the police were supposed to arrive, find Greg dead, the murder weapon crawling with my fingerprints, and he... He's back, yeah? He's not good, yeah. Dear sister. What you do now? I don't know. Except, of course. Peggy wanted to know who the cab driver was. What cab driver? The one who took the cake. Mr. Templer, I, I oh, don't... the police. I had better not bother them. Huh. What are you going to do? I'll find a murderer for them. Before they decide, they've found one in me. Well, here you are, Red Devil Cab Company. That's what you wanted. That's what I wanted. Here you are. <laughs> Um, uh, don't buy any yachts. Oh, why should I? I already got one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? What can I do for you? Are you in charge here of the garage and cab fleet? Well, you could say that. Is that what you're looking for? Well, actually, I'm looking for Benny, one of your cab drivers. Benny what? Just Benny. Uh, oh, him? <laughs> hey, get out of here, mister. Oh, I'm not joking. The license plate number of the cab he was driving was X4376. No gag? No gag. Hold on a second, I'll check. Oh, thank you. X-43-43. Yeah, yeah, Benny Scott. Uh, is he in the garage now? No, no, he's out of his cab. Uh, did you in too? Yeah, the tour's over. Uh, then, uh, then he's over with you. Oh, you can't say that. He might have got a fare out to the suburbs or something. Uh, someplace. Would you mind if I waited for him? Hey, what's he done? Oh, it's not what he's done that's important. It's what may be done to him. <laughs> For more than an hour. Yeah, Benny isn't usually this late, but oh, excuse you. Red Devil, Devil Cab Company, Grogan speaking. What? One of our cabs is parked in front of your driveway. Well, lady, you just tell the driver to. Huh? No driver in it? Lady, that's impossible. 
All right, so you live in Ocean Drive, haven't you? I know it's a very nice neighborhood, so maybe number 536 is unusual nice, but... Lady, our drivers don't leave their cabs in front of driveways. It's a company rule. Good night. But how do you like that? Hey, hey, maybe... maybe Benny, Benny, yeah, I've already thought of that. 536 Ocean Drive Avenue. Well, I'll go right out there, but... Oh, Grogan, could you tell me where I might be able to get a cab? Five hundred block and mm-hmm, yes. Uh, stop now. Uh, Benny's cab is here. Yeah, it looks empty. A uh, driver, hang around for a while. Will you? Uh, okay, Mister. Right, There's no one oh. Oh, in the back of the cab. Hey, Benny. It's a lie. Well, what is? I didn't touch a drop. Furthermore, I never drink. And besides, you. Hey, you ain't my wife. No. Then who hit me in the head? A friend of yours, perhaps. Oh, no, my friends don't go out hitting me on the head. You know, it's too soft. It's... Wait a minute. Where's the blonde? Well, I don't have her on me. I'm beginning to remember now. She hailed a cab, got in, and then she started asking me about some cake. Dear Peggy. Told me to pull over to the curb. She kept talking about cake, and then she hit me on the head. And I don't even like cake. <laughs> Templar, I don't get it. No, but Peggy did. Huh? I meant the cake. What's with the cake? Me, I'm strictly the rye bread type. And Peggy, remembering her figure... Oh, let us remember this for a while, huh? Strictly a rye crisp type. Therefore... You're home. She didn't want the cake to eat. Why not? Because you can't have your cake and eat it. Is that supposed to mean something? (laughs) Not to you. Here, Benny. And don't buy it. Thanks, I already got a yacht. How did you know what I was going to... I listened to the radio. Good evening, Mr. Templer. What? Oh, well, do you spend much of your time lurking in vestibules? Loads. I'm crazy about vestibules. Well, that's nice. I'll leave you to this one. Just a moment. That's not my elbow in your ribs. But I don't tell me. Let me guess. It's your tibia maximum? It's a revolver. It makes a loud noise and it fires bullets. Oh, you wouldn't be happy if I shot you. Neither would I. Well, why not take the gun out of my ribs and make us both delirious with joy? I shall, as soon as I have my cake. Your cake? I am Hector Vanderpool. Hector Va- <laughs> The owner of the Bachelor's Friend Bakery. How cunning of you to remember. Well, I don't have your cake. You might be fitting. I never said it's not cricket. <laughs> Neither is murder. But I shall murder you unless... In your apartment, if you please. Oh, of course. Is the foyer and the living room? See? There's no one here. Where are they? Who? We're being very naive, aren't we? The diamonds, my friend. The diamonds? The lovely white diamonds dear Peggy gave you. Dear Peggy must have forgotten. Oh, no. She gave you the cake. Oh, she did? The diamonds, I'm pretending you don't know, were in that cake. But why? Do diamonds make a cake taste better? Where are they? You're rapidly losing your whimsy, you know. Why are you so interested? I arranged their theft, my good man, at great inconvenience to myself and with considerable effort. I don't intend to give them up. Well, how did they get into that cake? Peggy. It would appear she decided to double-cross me. Therefore, she hid the diamonds in the cake and slipped the cake to you right under Greg's and Morton's nose. They each had a nose to themselves. I find I'm tiring of wit. I'm beginning not to be amused. No amusing. Therefore, you will either hand over the diamonds at once or... Or else... Die. But I... Uh, Get over to the side, Templar, near the window. Well, I've already seen this. Get over. 
Well, if you insist. Oh, that gets you out of the way. Now then, you're heading for my bedroom. No, only the door. Oh, dear Peggy. Won't you please join us? Well, I, I was only... She was oh. only being assisted to me. Sorry, I came back to cook at him. I'm afraid of him. You're here because you're obviously working with temper for this nice work if I can get it. But Greg <laughs> and Morton are both dead. I shall miss them, Peggy. Well, I had nothing to do I with... I shall miss them, but I won't miss you. Where are the diamonds? I don't know. I, you I... have perhaps a few seconds left of life. All right, I'll give them to you. They're, they're here in my bag. Get your hand out of that bag. But the diamonds are I here. I Opportunity knocks to join the proverb. But what? Which takes care of Mr. Vanderpool. Peggy? Stop me, Simon. Oh. I think I'm going to... Hmm. Living room's cluttered with bodies. I must say Peggy's nicer, but... Oh, flesh wound. I think everybody's going to live for a while. Oh, Are we coming to Vanderpool? Oh, it's the revolver, yes. And then a helping hand, and you're on your feet again. You, you... I probably am, and I certainly did. However, I have the gun. You, you're going to kill me, aren't you? Why should I? Because then you and... Peggy can keep the band. You forget the corpses, don't you, Mr. Gregg and Morton? The police are going to want a murderer for that. Well, Peggy killed them, so... You forget I'm being a brother to Peggy. Look, look, will you please, please get it over with? Now, now don't rush me. You, Gregg and Morton, were jewel thieves. The bakery says there's a front. The diamonds in the cake were supposed to be Gregg and Morton's share, right? Yes, yes, but the Gregg and Morton are both dead. If you had the jewels, they'd all be yours now, wouldn't they? Yes, if... I had the jewels. Peggy but... wasn't supposed to know anything about them. That's why you baked them into that cake. We both know all that. No, I... up until this moment, I didn't know that the jewels had been baked in the cake. Therefore, I, I shall not kill you. Well, what? Did... Because you see, the police are going to take care of that. <laughs> the police and Mr. Vanderpoor. But, Simon, I just don't... Oh, Peggy, you're adorable. You're a liar, and I don't mind explaining. Uh, Vanderpoor killed Greg and Morton. How did I know? I... Now you're supposed to say yes, Simon. Did you? Yes, Simon, how did you know? And I'm glad you asked me. I knew because Vanderpoor showed up at this apartment. Uh, now, how did you know about it? Greg and Morton had followed you from the bakery. You knew about it because I told you my name. Yes. <laughs> but Vanderpoor had no way of knowing unless secretly he was at the bakery at the time of Morton's death and here when Greg was killed. Oh, and his motive was to keep all the jewels to himself. True. You know, I'm hungry. Would you mind getting that cake now? But I... Well, where'd you hide it? In the bread box in the kitchen? Yes. Thank but you, I... my love. You know, you may be under the impression that you're a crook, but you're not. Huh? Vanderpoor knew, if you remember, that the jewels weren't in your bag before you opened it. Uh, how? Simple. He knew you didn't have the jewels. How did he know that? Simple again. He hadn't put the jewels in the cake at all. What? His double cross had started before your attempt at hijacking. <laughs> so there are no jewels in the apartment, Peggy. I guess I'm not a good cook, actually. <laughs> okay, I'll get the cake and we can eat it. Hmm. The important question now being... Is the cake any good? Uh, 
is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, our friend Peggy might have done better had she chosen her friends more carefully. As a matter of fact, she might have chosen her cake more carefully, too, had she heeded the words of Margaret E. Sangster, who said, Oh, cakes and friends we should choose with care. Not always the finest cake that's there is the best to eat, and the plainest friend is sometimes the finest one in the end. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of the Saints. Good night. Peter Lee, Dan O'Herlihy, Larry Dobkin, and Ted Barnell. The music was composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman. The Saints, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Sapir production and is directed by Thomas A. McAvity. Vincent Price is soon to be seen in Robert Lippert's production of The Baron of Arizona. All you Saints fans will be glad to know that the Saints comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer, Meryl Rod. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Signal gasoline. Let every traffic signal remind you, you do go farther with signal gasoline. Yes, you do go farther with signal. The Signal Oil Company and your neighborhood signal dealer bring you another curious story by The Whistler. Tonight, Death Watch. I am The Whistler, and I know many things, for I walk by night. I know many strange tales hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. Yes, I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. Did you ever commit a murder? No? Then you don't know, do you, how irresistible is the urge of the murderer to return to the scene of his crime. It's a very overpowering feeling. Especially if you're not even sure that... Oh, but wait, I'm getting ahead of the story. They found Lucille Doan late at night on the floor of a not-too-lavish apartment. A neighbor noticed a light that had been burning for 24 hours, blundered in and found her. The police came very quickly. The coroner arrived shortly after. And he and Detective Rock Adrian looked over the body. Well, coroner, what do you say? Mr. Adrian, she's dead. Plenty dead. Cause of death? Do I have to tell you? You can see. I can see, but I want your official verdict for the record. Well, you can put down death from repeated blows over the head by a heavy instrument. How many is repeated blows? Mm, 20, 25 at least. 
How old would you say she was? I'd say around 30. Would you say she was pretty? Beautiful? She was certainly better looking than she is now. Why worry? The papers will headline her as a raving beauty. The newspapers won't hear about this case yet. Time of death? I'd say about this time last night. Well, I guess I got everything I need from you. Go ahead if you're through. I am, and glad of it. This isn't my favorite kind of case. You coming? No, 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 not just yet. And, uh, Karna. Yeah? Don't talk about this to anyone, especially reporters. Right. Say, you got any ideas on this one, Mr. Adrian? Uh, nothing much. But I don't think the murderer of Lucille Doan is sleeping peacefully tonight. Well, I don't blame him. I wouldn't either if I'd done something like that. Yes, and how right you are. The murderer of Lucille Doan is not sleeping peacefully tonight. Is he, Oliver? No, Oliver Gorst is walking the streets, wandering aimlessly, paying little attention to traffic, thinking, thinking. Hey, hey, why don't you look where you're going? What's the idea? Oh, I, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't thinking. I, I mean, I was thinking about something else. I'm sorry. Hey, are you all right? You don't look so good. I'm all right. There's nothing the matter with me. Stop staring at me. I'm all right. Okay, brother, Okay. You better watch out where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watch where I'm going. Watch. Where am I going? I started toward home, but I'm walking downtown. I am almost to Lucille's place. No, no, I can't do it. I, I can't go back there. Not now. But why do I keep walking in that direction? Why? Why? Yes, why, Oliver? Why this irresistible desire to go back to the scene of the crime, as they call it? Seems to get worse all the time, doesn't it? It's almost a quarter to twelve, just twenty-four hours since you killed her. Now you want to go back. But that's dangerous, you know that. The police might be there right now, gathering clues. And they'll peer through microscopes, test things, interview people, and soon they'll be combing the city for you. The murderer returns to the scene of the crime. If that's true, then why don't the police just wait there for them? Maybe they are. Maybe they're waiting there for me right now. I, I've got to be careful. I'm almost there. I, I can't go. I can't. It, it's suicide. Here's a timely little gift offer for all you Whistler fans who drive cars. You see, July 1st, that's next Sunday, is the deadline for getting the new federal use stamp on your windshield. Well, since that little stamp has to hang on through a whole year of wear and window washing, you certainly don't want to have it peel or scuff off around the edges. So Signal Oil Company has had some special transparent use stamp protectors made up. They're neat looking, they're easy to apply, and they're free. Yours for the asking at any Signal gasoline dealer. Of course, like everything in wartime, supplies are limited, and every car will be needing one. So I'd suggest that you get yours this week. Just drive into any of the friendly stations displaying Signal's yellow and black circle signs and say, I'd like one of Signal's use stamp protectors that was offered free on the Whistler. 
And now, back to the Whistler. You can tell yourself that it's suicide to go back to the scene of your crime. But you can't stop that irresistible desire to go anyway, can you? Your head tells you to turn around and run, but your feet take you closer and closer. You'd better be careful, Oliver. You'd better be careful. There the devil's a switch. Hey, anyone here? Hello, Inspector. They told me I'd find you here, Adrian. What's up? The idea of camping here and not letting the newspapers have the story. Not so loud, Inspector. Close the door. Yeah. I've got a hunch about this crime. I'm listening. Better be good. Where's Arnold and Henderson? They're sleeping. Sleeping? And just what do you do while they slumber? Wait. We take turns. For what? The murderer. I don't get it. Whoever killed Lucille Dome did it in a moment of blind fury and then rushed out of here thinking only of escape. Yeah. Only then did he realize what he'd done. Now he's bound to have the jitters. Every time he picks up a newspaper, he expects to read about the crime. If we keep this thing still, our silence will puzzle him. We begin to wonder whether the police have discovered the body. He might come back for any number of reasons. But I think he'll come back lured by all the doubts and hopes and curiosity our silence can stir up in the mind of one who's come face to face with murder for the first time. Murder's very upsetting, you know. Yeah, especially for the victim. Well, all right, Adrian, go ahead. Some of your wacky ideas have been your most successful ones, and I'll string along, but don't take too long. Thank you, Inspector. I'll take care of the chief in the newspapers. Good night and good luck. The detective has a hunch, Oliver, and it's a pretty good one. Of course, you don't know it, but he's figured you out pretty well. Except when you committed murder, you were more surprised than upset. Yes, you couldn't believe you'd done it. You wanted to go back and convince yourself right then. But something told you not to. Instead, you ate a big supper. Murder made you terribly hungry. There was nothing like a good meal to buck a man up. Only now you wish you had gone back, don't you? Just to make sure. Maybe I... Maybe I didn't do it after all. Maybe it's something I dreamed. I've often thought of killing someone. No. Of killing her when she was causing so much trouble. That's it. I dreamed of killing her and the dream was so vivid, I thought it actually happened. I have to go back to convince myself it isn't true. <laughs> She'll be surprised to see me so soon after our quarrel... I'll look around, and if I don't see any bloodstains, I'll know it didn't happen. But why can't a man be sure about something like that? It's such an awful thing to do. Kill a human being. I couldn't have done it. I'd feel remorse. I, I'd have such a sense of guilt, I'd have to give myself up or, or drown myself. It goes to show I didn't do it. How could I have eaten that meal afterwards if I'd killed her? The food would have choked me. But I'm hungry again. I'll stop for a sandwich. That'll give me time to think. 
Henderson. Henderson, wake up. <clears throat> what? Oh, oh, it's you. Time for your watch. Here's some coffee. More in the thermos. Oh, thanks. Look, do you really think we'll trap this guy? Brother, seems to me I've been here a month already. I'm playing a hunch, that's all. I, I could be wrong. Well, much more of this, and we'll be chasing each other around with butcher knives for diversion. Don't worry, Henderson. The idea is not as crazy as it sounds. Okay, Mr. Adrian. Wake me if you hear the slightest sound, will you? Yeah. Good night. Good night, and pleasant dreams. <laughs> for you, mister? What did you say? I said, would you like anything else? Oh, uh, well, well, yes, I think I'll have another hamburger. Well, I'm sorry, but the chef's gone. Oh. All we have is coffee and cold sandwiches. We'll be closed in about 20 minutes. Well, I'll, I'll have a cup of coffee. Okay, draw one. I wonder if he ever killed anyone. I wish I was in his place. Nothing to worry about. Lucille deserved to die. I had to do it. It's not my fault she fell in love with me, and I warned her not to, that I could never marry her. She understood all that. It's foolish to come all the way down here just to prove I wasn't dreaming. I'll call her up. I'll be pleasant and tell her I'm sorry about the quarrel and cheer her up a little. Hey, mister, don't you want the coffee? Huh? Oh, yes, uh, I'll be back. I'm just going to telephone. Receiver, Henderson. Oh, it might be headquarters. No, I'm not to be called here. I left instructions with the operator to trace any call that comes in. I'll try to stall anyone who called. Let it ring. What number are you calling, please? Uh, Lincoln 57431, please. Will you please hang up and dial again? I'm returning your coin. Sorry, mister, we're closing up. There's a drugstore up the street where you can telephone. It's no use. She didn't answer. No, Oliver, she didn't answer. And you know why, don't you? Really, you know why. But you don't know about Detective Rock Adrian. And the operator tracing the call, do you? Hold it. Sorry, I'm closing. Place around up around the corner. Never mind that. Did anyone telephone from here within the last five minutes? Huh? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, a man just left. Went down the subway steps over there. Okay, Henderson, bring this man with you and come on. Can you identify him? Sure I can. He just ate here. Why, what's the matter? Never mind. Come on. You better catch him before that train pulls out. Wait a minute. I'm afraid we're too late. Well, Oliver, you were lucky, and you don't even know it. Sitting safely in the subway train, your thoughts are far from police in your danger. They're with Lucille. Why didn't she answer? Maybe she was out with someone else. 
And all the time telling me I was the only one she ever loved. Couldn't live without me. If I ever left her, she'd kill herself. Well, why didn't she? That would have solved everything. Always threatening to tell my wife. Always demanding. Threatening and demanding. Demanding and threatening. Every time I saw her, there was a big row. I began to lose my control, my, my self-respect. And then... Then I knew I'd have to kill her. That's when I started having those horrible dreams. Then I... I dreamed she was a little white mouse and asked me to give her something to eat. But I told her I hadn't anything. Then I saw my heart on a little tin plate and she began to nibble on it. The heart was pulsing. And when she bit into it, I screamed and grabbed the poker and began to beat her with it. Beat her and beat her long after she was dead. All out, end of the line. All out, mister. This is the end of the line. End of the line? Where am I? 242nd Street. Can I ride anymore? Sure, mister. You want to go back? We'll take it. Back? Yeah. I've got to go back. I forgot something back there. Yes, Oliver, you forgot something. Or did you? You can't be sure about anything anymore. The whole thing's like a dream, a nightmare. Only you can't seem to wake up. When you go home, finally, you avoid your wife. You've done it before. She doesn't bother you. At the office next day, the people wonder about you, but they only think you're not feeling well. If they only knew what's going on in your mind. And then it's night again. You're wandering the streets again. The urge to go back is there again. Oh, this job ain't so bad after you get used to it, Mr. Adrian. Nothing ought to happen tonight. Oh, you think so? He's hovering around the edges. That call came from a phone booth only three blocks from here. We almost had him. Yeah, that was a tough break. Quiet. Someone's coming. He's coming this way. Stand by. Be ready for trouble. What'll I do? Open the door. Fast. Put up your hands. Y- yeah, yeah, sure, mister. Don't shoot. I- I'm just delivering a telegram. All right. Come in. Who's the message for? Uh, Miss Lucille Doan. I'll take it. You wait. Hmm. Where'd you get this? Came through the office. Boss just handed it to me and told me to deliver it. Here's, um, here's two bucks. If anyone asked you about this telegram, tell him you delivered it to Miss Doan in person, not to me, see? Yes, sir. Say, can I tell my boss what happened? Yeah. Tell him if anyone tries to put a tracer on this telegram to find out if it was delivered, he's to get in touch with police headquarters. Yes, sir, I'll tell him. Thanks for the two bucks. That's all. Well, what's up? Read this telegram. Meet me for dinner at the usual place, signed Ollie. Who the devil is Ollie? That's our man, the one who phoned. The murderer? Perhaps. Well, dining with a corpse would be a novelty. Look, if he's the one, what's the point in inviting her to dinner? Maybe it's hope. Maybe he's trying to convince himself it never happened. Maybe it's an attempt to fool the police in case he's found and questioned. Well, if we only knew where the usual place was, we'd drop in for dinner ourselves. This Ollie doesn't know she's dead. If he isn't our man, he'll probably try to find out why she doesn't meet him. They'll just sit tight. Oh, no, not more waiting. 
Well, I think I'll water the plants again. That geranium's going to blossom any week now. Waiter. Yes, sir. And what time is it? 10.15. Can I get you something? No, no, I'll wait a little longer. My companion must, must have been detained. She'll be along any minute now. I'd suggest, sir, if you want steak, you better let me place your order. We have only a few left. Well, I, I don't know. She eats so little, I... I tell you what, reserve one steak. If she orders it, I'll take something else. Very well, I'll have one put aside. And uh, bring me another newspaper. Yes, sir. Why did I tell him only one steak? We both like them better than anything else. Maybe, maybe I know she won't come. Is this just a game I'm playing with myself, just pretending it never happened? But why? Why isn't there something in the papers? I've read a hundred since Monday, and all there is is war news. Nothing about... Uh, she's staying away on purpose, just to torture me. She knows how easily I become upset and worried. She's deliberately not answering my phone call and my telegram. Just like her to pull a trick like that. Like the time she faked a suicide and had me frantic for a week. Well, two can play that game. I'm not waiting any longer. Waiter. Yes, sir. I'll have the steak by myself. Medium rare. Baked potato. Green salad with French dressing. That's right, Oliver. Get angry at her. That will relieve the tension in your mind for a while. Eat a good meal. Go home. Get a good night's sleep. You'll feel better in the morning. But you don't, do you? And the next night you're worse than ever. Take it easy, Oliver. You can just wait a little while longer. Detective Adrian can't keep this up forever. Adrian, I can't put the chief off much longer. He's howling for an arrest. We'll get him, Inspector. He's nibbling at the bait. Yeah, but when? It's three days since the murder. That's not long. Just give me a few more days. Days? Good Lord, the chief wants to see me the first thing in the morning. And I know what he'll say. Uh, I can guess. Now, give me one more day. I'm sure something will break. Well, I'll try. I'll tell him you got a hot lead. The case will soon break. Thanks, Inspector. Oh, forget it. And let me warn you, Adrian, this is the last time I get involved with you and your hunches. This kind of detective work is too hard on the nerves. I'm a wreck. And my wife's complaining. But just think what state of mind the murderer must be in. Oh, Lord. What I wouldn't give for a night of quiet, undreaming sleep. I'm a sick man. Maybe I ought to go to the doctor. But I'm afraid. Afraid of what I might tell him. I've so many things on my conscience. There's only one person in all the universe who can help me. And that's Lucille. I can't fight anymore. I've got to go to her. Oliver, you're going to give up. You knew you'd have to sooner or later. Yes, the murderer returns to the scene of the crime, and you can't help yourself. You may be caught, but you don't care anymore. Too bad. You will be caught, of course, because Detective Rock Adrian is still there, waiting for you like a spider waiting for a fly. But he's not happy. I've got good news for you, Anderson. Well, you don't sound very happy. This will be the last watch. You sure? Positive. When's he coming? The chief's called it off. Oh. Tomorrow the papers get the story and we start a routine hunt. Ah, that's too bad. 
Now, I was getting used to this retired life. I wanted it to last until that geranium bloomed. Without me, it would have died. Take it home as a souvenir, a trophy of the chase. You see, Oliver, if you could only wait until tomorrow. But you can't, can you? You're going back to Lucille right now, and nothing can stop you. It's better to be caught and hanged than to have this doubt eating into my mind. I just sit at the office, my brain vibrating with every telephone call. It can't go on. Tonight I'll know. And then I can get some sleep again. And right now, that's the sweetest, most desirable experience in all the world. Oh, here's that coffee shop. I, I got this far the other night. I'll stop in and then go on. And what's yours? Coffee. I guess I'll have a roll, too. Uh-huh. Draw one. Hey, mister, you were in here the other night, weren't you? Oh, yes, I, I guess I was. Uh, you made a phone call, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I remember. Well, you look like a pretty good guy. I'll give you a tip. I don't know what's up, but right after you left, the cops were here and wanted to know who called. Then they beat it right down to the subway, but your train was just pulling out. Now, as I the said... police? Yeah, and they seemed anxious. Just ought to tip you off. Thanks, I... I gotta get out of here. They're after me. It's true. I killed her and they're after me. I gotta get away. To Mexico, anywhere. They don't know who I am yet. I can make it. If I hurry, I can get away. Taxi! Taxi! In just a moment, the Whistler will bring you the strange ending to tonight's story. Meantime, I'd like to tell you about the happy ending that more and more drivers are finding in their quest to make ration gasoline go farther. Now, if you think I'm going to say signal go farther gasoline, well, you're right. Well, after all, friends, what could be a more logical place to look for mileage than to the gasoline that for years has been famed for mileage? You see, each oil company has its own formula for its own brand of gasoline. Well, long before the war, when economy was still the important thing, Signal Oil Company set out to produce a gasoline formula that would give more miles. Today, of course, with certain gasoline ingredients reserved for war, no gasoline can promise you all the brilliant anti-knock performance you enjoyed in pre-war Signal gasoline, and which you'll find again in even further improved Signal post-war gasoline. But here's the important point. Even today, Signal's wartime formula still puts the emphasis on mileage. That's why if you haven't tried Signal Go Farther Gasoline in your car, there never was a better reason or a better time to get acquainted with your Signal Gasoline dealer. And now, back to the Whistler. Well, Oliver Gorst, by a stroke of luck, you found out. At last, your mind is relieved. Or so you think. At last, you know you did kill Lucille. It wasn't a dream. No, the police are after you. But you found out in time. You can get away. 
As long as the police don't know who you are, you can just go home and pack your bag, buy a ticket and go away. Nobody will ever know. And those policemen sitting back there in Lucille's apartment can wait till doomsday for you. Your move. Well, thanks. You know, I got you licked. Sure, sure. But I like to take my time about giving up. <laughs> I'm sure glad I'm not playing you for dough. Hey, did you hear that? Elevator. Stopped at this floor. He's coming this way. Get ready. Don't make a sound. Let it ring. I'll open it. You stand by. Oh. Oh, I thought... Come in. Well, I'm looking for a Miss Doan. This is Miss Doan's apartment. Well, is Miss Doan here? I'd like to speak to her. Privately. She's not in just now. May I ask who you are? It, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll call some other time. I'm sorry, but we're interested in Miss Doan, too. I'm Detective Adrian from police headquarters. Police? Is Miss Doan involved with the police? Very much so. Well, I'm glad. It's about time the police took care of women like that. Breaking up homes, stealing my husband. I found her address in my husband's letter file. I came here to tell her that if she didn't leave him alone, I'd call in the police myself. Your name, please? I'm Mrs. Gorse. Mrs. Oliver Gorse. And I want to tell you that Your I Your address? Should... 30 Western Street. As I was saying, Oliver and I were quite happy until this woman came along. What's the matter? Here they are, Mr. Adrian. Hello, Inspector. This is Rock Adrian. Have Oliver Gorse... 30 Weston Street, picked up for questioning. Yeah, for the murder of Lucille Doan. Monday at 9 o'clock, The Whistler will bring you another strange tale. The Whistler is broadcast for your entertainment by the marketers of Signal Gasoline and Motor Oil and fine quality automotive accessories and by your neighborhood Signal dealer. This program is directed by George W. Allen with tonight's story by Joseph Cochran and music by Wilbur Hatch and is transmitted to our troops overseas by the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is Marvin Miller speaking and suggesting that you let every traffic signal remind you that you do go farther with Signal Gasoline. Yes, you do go farther with Signal. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's the Relic Radio Show for this week. There's more from The Saint, The Whistler, past episodes of this podcast, and all the others at relicradio.com. Our shoutcast stream is up and running there as well. Lots to listen to, all for free, thanks to your support. If you'd like to help out, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website. Thank you to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. Talk to you again next Tuesday with another hour of The Relic Radio Show.